So how many of you have caught up with all of Sam's teachings? He dealt with the four horsemen of Revelation and the releasing of the four horsemen. If you remember, he, he talked about the first horse, which was white, the second horse was red, third horse was black, and the fourth horse was a pale horse. The first horse represented deception. It was a spirit riding on the horse that was given authority over deception. The second horse was a red horse. The rider on it was given the authority to remove peace from the earth and to bring in uh, division and murder and chaos. The third horse was a black horse that carried <coughs> the spirit of lack. Where the, uh, and he speaks to the scales and the wheat and the tear or the wheat and the oil and the uh, wine. And the fourth horseman was a pale horse, and it carried the spirit of death and hell on it. And these were being released. And this was a the revelation version of it is John seeing it from an eternal perspective in the end. Um, Daniel has a portion in this as well as Ezekiel where they see it in the earth. But Sam presents these, <clears throat> these spirits that are, are uh, riders on these horses as being, having been given authority from Christ, from the throne of God. They're enclosed and they were given, they were given this authority to do these things on the earth. <clears throat> but he also presents them as not a new thing, but something that has reached full maturity. That this is the fruit of something that has come to full maturation. And that's what I want to talk about is when these things came into the earth. That these we know from Ephesians that we wrestle not with flesh and blood. But we wrestle with rulers who have powers, who have authority in this dark world and the spiritual forces of evil of the heavenly realm. So we're wrestling with principalities. If something has, is a ruler that has power and authority, it's a principality. Spiritual forces of evil of the heavenly realm are the demonic angels who had fallen with Satan. So that's where our battle is. But this battle's been going on for a long time. As I've told you before, when Satan was in the presence of God, he read the books of knowledge and the books of life. And that's why God sealed them and they won't be open again until the end of time. But when Satan read those, there were things he figured out about man and how to deceive us and how to use the things that God created, how to pervert them and use them against us. And he introduced things into time and space, into the earth, that have been maturing all this time. And what Sam's teaching about it the, out of Revelation there is what this thing looks like when it has reached its full maturity. But I want to take us back to the beginning of time and talk about when the seeds were planted for these things that, that rose up in maturity. So I'm going, to, I'm going to read to you from the third chapter of Genesis. Beginning in the first verse, it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said you shall not eat from any tree of the garden? And the woman said to the servant, From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat, 
but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat. You shall not eat from it or touch it or you will die. And the serpent said to the woman, you surely will not die. For God knows that in that day, you, that in the day that you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was delight to the eyes and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and ate and she gave also to her husband who was with her and he ate also. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings. <clears throat> Then they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? And the man said, Well, the woman you gave me to be here with me, she gave me from the tree and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me and I ate. And then God began to talk to him about the curses. He put a curse on the, on the uh, serpent and he put a curse on the land. And he doled out some things to man and woman. So let's, let's look back here at, at what really took place. So Adam and Eve were together, the, and the serpent approached them, and the serpent began talking to Eve, and Adam being the good old boy that he was, he just sat there and did nothing and allowed it to happen. And as a result, things were sown into the earth at that moment. Note this too, that the serpent came much like he did when he approached Jesus out in the desert when Jesus was led out for the 40 days and 49, and he presented a half-truth. He took something that was, that was true and distorted it a little bit when he questioned Eve concerning what, what they could eat and couldn't eat. You know, is there, is there food here or not? And so he began a conversation with enough truth in it to get her enticed, but then eventually deceived her. The, the beginning of this comes with, and I think it's very crucial, it's at the last part of what I read, but it's really the first part of it, when, when Eve says, the serpent deceived me and I ate. Deception is one of, that's the first horse, that, that the rider on the first horse is a spirit of deception that gets comes out. Deception was the first thing introduced into time and space. And, and, okay, we've started, so just catch up with us. Okay. Okay. Deception was the first thing that was introduced. That was the first thing that happened. Everything was... Rosy, no pun intended, in the garden. Everything was going good. And the Satan approach and the serpent approaches Eve and deceives her and she ate. 
Now, her righteous answer to God paved the way for repentance and um, the ultimate reconciliation to God that comes through Christ Jesus. And we need to we need to be very aware of what she said there. I was deceived. God, you were right. I was wrong, and I ate. And that's where this thing came in. So the the spirit of deception came in there. <clears throat> The lack of order with Adam, because he was there present and did not protect his wife from Satan, he was at wrong there. But even worse than that, when approached by God, after the deception took place and they both had eaten, when approached by God and asking, you know, what did you do? Well, the first thing that happened was God said, uh, you know, where are you and what's going on? He said, I was afraid. So the eating of the fruit brought division between man and God. And one of the first things that happens when that division comes is fear and self-protection and self-provision. I hid myself to protect myself from my creator and I made clothes for myself because I'd come to be aware that I was naked. <clears throat> but he, Adam, worse than that, became the accuser of the brethren. And he accused both God and woman. God said, what happened? He said, wasn't me, it's that woman you gave me. So he took on the nature of the serpent and introduced the accuser of the brethren and sowed that seed, seed into, into time and space, into the natural. So we now, we have deception and we have the accusation of, of the brethren. <clears throat> Um, as a result of that, all of mankind was put outside of the garden. And this, this representation of paradise where everything was provided, everything was perfect, you know, everything was good, had been disrupted by deception. And I want you to hang on to that I was deceived and I ate because that's the root of everything that we do. We get deceived and then we partake of it. But if you remember, after Adam and Eve were, were put outside the garden and the cherubim were set up to guard uh, the entrance into the garden, that uh, Adam lay with Eve and they were given uh, the, the birth of Cain and Abel. She had the, the two sons, Cain and Abel. And Abel was a uh, shepherd, keeper of the flocks, and Cain was a farmer or a tiller of the ground. And there came a time when uh, Abel came and offered the firstborn of his lambs, of his, of his flock. And Cain came and offered some of his crops. Not the first, but just some. And, it's, and it was spoken that uh, Cain's offering was acceptable to God, but, um, excuse me, Abel's uh, offering was acceptable to God, but Cain's was not. And, and it made Cain angry. And the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why is your countenance fault? If you will do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? And if you do not do well... Sin is crashing at your door, 
and its desire is for you, but you must master it. <clears throat> now I want to say to us, this spirit of Cain, what I refer to it is, introduces or sows a seed for the rider on the third horse, uh, I mean the second horse, which brings division. The spirit of Cain is a spirit of comparison, where I compare myself to you or you compare yourself to me. And as a, as a fruit of it, I mean, Cain literally looked at God's pleasure with Abel, and rather rejoicing for Abel and correcting what was wrong in his life, we know he came to the point of murdering his brother or even committing genocide because he wiped out a whole race or a whole ethnos of man, if you will, from the loins of Abel. Abel was going to be the father of a whole tribe of people. And by killing the, the first, he, wiped out a, he, he committed genocide and wiped out a whole ethnic group of people. But it was because he was comparing himself, he felt that God cared for Abel more than he cared for himself. And it brought in all kinds of, of fruit of spirits that will come through. There was comparison, performance, jealousy, envy, strife, murder, genocide. The very things that we're seeing come to, to fullness through the rider on the second horse. We're seeing it happen in our world today where uh, there is ethnic group against ethnic group, where there's murder in our streets, there's jealousy, there's competition. But we see it also in, in, within the body of Christ, Com people, people comparing one another, uh, jealous, envy. You know, these are the elements of the last days that God said he detests, that, that people's hearts will grow cold and they'll be envious and jealous and murderous, uh, liars, um, lovers of themselves, you know, all these things that come forth. These are all fruits from that spirit of Cain. And God was very clear with Cain. He said, if you do what's right, won't your countenance be good? And, and Cain's misunderstanding or lack of understanding or maybe lack of attention to detail concerning offerings. I mean, Cain had been raised up with the same understanding that Adam and Eve had had and that Abel had had and it dealt with the first fruits and that he should have bought, brought the best and the first of his, but he held it back for himself and was given God's second best. And it upset Cain that God would prefer Abel. Now, Cain was thinking God was comparing the two, but God just preferred Abel and he was displeased with Cain's offering. What should have happened, Cain should have rectified that because what came instead was murder. Jealousy, envy, strife, murder, genocide. And so he killed his brother in hopes that that would make him acceptable to God, that that would raise his standard. No way that's gonna happen, we know. And, and we know the outcome uh, of what happened with Cain. <clears throat> but the point is this, in the kingdom of God, competition does not exist, should not exist. Each one of us has been uniquely made. If you're unique, nothing can compete with you. If I make one of a kind, that's called unique. 
it's impossible to compare anything with something that's unique. You don't have anything to compare it with. So Cain was wrong in, in approaching God with the attitude of comparing himself to Abel and Abel to himself. And that opened that door. That spirit of comparison, that spirit of competition opened the door for all of this other hatred and evil to come in. Now, that's, that was really, uh, you know, one of the very, very first seeds that Satan sowed into the earth. But we're seeing it come into its fullness now. We've seen uh, deception. It's hard to find the truth anywhere in the world today. All kinds of deceptions. There's half-truths, there's partial truths, but it's hard to find the truth in the world today. That is the fruit of this spirit of deception. And from the spirit of Cain is all of this anger, jealousy, envy, strife, murder. I mean, we're killing one and two-year-old kids in Chicago on a regular basis in, in the city of Chicago. Our anger, our frustration. Uh, nonetheless, the wars all over the, the world, but even here in our own nation, within our own ethnic groups, our actions are killing children. Children, children. Um, I think there were three under the age of three killed last week alone in Chicago. So we're seeing the fruit of this thing come forth. And it's, you know, God, if you... If you observe God close enough, you'll recognize he always kind of works in bookends. There's the, the sowing of this thing here, and now there's, there's the uh, prophecy of the coming of these spirits um, that will be riding on these horses. I think they've, they're here. I, I do believe they have come. But that's what it is to be the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. That God our Father knows it all. He knew when this thing came in how it was going to play out in the end. That's why he could show John 2,000 years ago what was going to happen. We could see all of these things. But deception, <clears throat> I was deceived and I ate. I was deceived and I partook. Understand that's how Satan, there are, uh, Scripture tells us that we should learn to discern the schemes of the devil. If we, if we learn to discern those, we'll avoid them. I always tell people, if I put a bear trap down there, you'll walk around it. If you know it's there, you'll walk around it. If we can learn to discern the schemes of the devil, we can walk around them. One of his favorite ways is to bring you a half-truth and get you to partake. And once you partake, then that seed of that thing is, is in you and there's a chance it'll grow up unless you come to repentance and address it and, and do with it what you can. But I'm thinking from mankind's standpoint, after the deception in the garden and the, the fear that was introduced uh, by being separated from God, then came this huge spirit of comparison and competition that lives and dwells with us today. And we, uh, as a result, we, we have false standards about what's good and what's bad. We have uh, false standards about what uh, dictates beauty or value or uh, sense of being, identity. I mean, 
Cain, Cain lost, Abel, excuse me, Adam lost his identity as a son of God and brought in that fear. And then his sons, Cain, lacking his identity as a son of God, brought him to this place of, of competing with his own brother. And this thing has come into full, um, full growth, full fruit, full maturity in our time. I'm telling you, there is no reason for us to compete with one another. There is no reason for us to compare one another. Even Saul's nice car. We shouldn't be <laughs> comparing that and being jealous of it. But we are. We're envious. We're jealous. Uh, we're greedy. We're, you know, all of the things that God would say. And it all started right there with Cain and Abel and what came out with them. Contentious natures that came from that seed being sown simply by not recognizing that he was a son of God and trying to compare himself with his brother. Rather than rejoicing with God's great pleasure with his brother Abel, he, he denied it, he became jealous of it, and it led him to murder and to kill his brother. That's what's in us today. That's what's in our culture today. That's why there is so much competition, so much comparison. Now, you remember a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, I think, I spoke about the spirit of narcissism. This spirit comes right out of the same thing. In the spirit of comparison, <clears throat> there, there's two things that we normally do. If we think, and, and one of the lies we've been told is, is that all mankind is created equal. That's not true. That denies God's word. God said we're unique. If we're unique, we're not equal. But if we are equal, the natural thing for us to do is to pull my brother down and lift myself up. So we take on that nature of the accuser. We're jealous. We're envious. We do everything we can to tear, tear our brother down. And then we go on social media and we promote ourselves. Say, look at me. And we... Look at all the good things in my life. And we become self-promoters or we become narcissists, pushing things forward uh, in time and space to make us look good. I was telling somebody yesterday, nobody posts their pain and suffering on, on social media. They, pay, they post the perfect family picture, the perfect family vacation, the perfect, perfect, perfect. And it's all the narcissism the love of self and the wanting to promote self. This all comes out of this very thing with Cain and Abel. That spirit of competition, this what I call the spirit of Cain, that will manifest itself in so many things is alive and well in our culture today. And we as the sons of God have a responsibility to call it out and to put it to death, to stomp on it, put our heel on its head because that thing is severe and it's nasty and it it will come between husband and wife and it will come come between father and son uh, mother and daughter mother and daughter-in-law but not father and son-in-law right you know what it said that <laughs> it left out that I don't know why they leave that one out but all these others that competition will come in there and and we need to be aware of it. And we have a responsibility to put a death to it. Okay?
Time to go. Good enough for me. Thank y'all.